It is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at Blast Motion. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well, as we are now one day away from the start of the 2023 season. I know how excited fans are for this thing, but what is it like the night before opening day for baseball players? It's amazing, dude. It's it's one of the best feelings. The anticipation is so beautiful. Um, you don't you're not bogged down by the thought of 162 and 80 just yet. You're still optimistic. You're like, hey man, like I felt something good in the cage on the way up here. So like, hey, I feel good. I might be an all-star this year. There's so much optimism because you better be confident or you're not gonna do well. Um, I always found it very difficult to sleep. No doubt about that. Mm. You try to do whatever you can to, to get to bed. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. I loved opening day, opening weekend. It just felt new and good. And you just, the whole world was in front of you, man. So you did whatever you could to get to sleep. Yeah. Interesting. People I have different might methods. Need a little... Yeah. Yeah. I haven't slept well on this trip. I got to be honest with you. I don't sleep I, well. I can... in the... Yeah. And in... yeah, I just don't sleep. I'll tell well you a few things you then... could do. What? What? Come on, man. AL East preview. What are we doing here? We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that later. Baseball today is presented to you by Blast Motion. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution. It's trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other thing out there. The Blast sensor, it actually attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with each and every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Heck, you could even figure it out in between at bats if you wanted to. So go to blastmotion.com, enter the code word today, and save 10 bucks. Unlock your potential with Blast. And speaking of having a blast, we always do when we hear from you for our Blast Motion question of the week, which we'll, we unveil this Friday when Jolly joins us. Trevor Plouffe's going to be off having fun wherever he vacations these days i've kind of lost track of that so make sure you get in your blast motion question of the week by thursday night if it's creative enough if it's funny enough if it's smart enough and we pick it you'll not only get a baseball today t-shirt but you will also get blast motion to attach to the knob of your bat so two great things all you have to do is provide us with one little itty bitty question i got a question for you when am i going to be on the c-rose rotation Where's that come from? Well, because we talk a lot, you and I, but I want to talk about myself right. with you. Mm. And you said you would do that one day and you just haven't done it. That sparked it. That's true. Here I, I am now mad at I you haven't. at the beginning of the episode. No, no, no you great. shouldn't be mad. You know what? We should do it. I think it, I think it would be a great thing, to be honest with you. Okay. I agree. But you better be ready. Because like I said, you know, Oprah says once you write a book, then there are no questions off limits. And so basically that also goes for if you work together with somebody there are no questions off limits there's some limits okay no limits you can't say hey dude you have a hard enough time answering the five questions i give you every day you're right about that but i know myself okay you ready to answer uh, five questions about the teams in the american league east i am all right yankees are the defending champs if aaron judge does not duplicate his offensive dominance is this team still the favorite in the division Yes. 
plain and simple. I don't think there's even a question. And it's, I don't even think it's fair to expect, to expect judge to, you know, do what he did last season. I mean, we called it a historic season for reasons, not going to happen every single year. Um, the lineup essentially just has too many options and that's either a good or a bad thing, depending on who you talk to. Uh, I think Boone thinks it's a good thing. I think some of the guys that work for us are kind of just uh, puzzled by it. So I, I think though everything will work out. Uh, the health of the rotation, not great to start the year. We saw Montas is out. Uh, Sevy's dealing with some, but Rodon's already throwing bullpens. And if you have him healthy, it's still one of the best rotations in baseball. Uh, something I thought was cool. If you saw our guys interview Boone to start the year, awesome. Uh, he said that he thinks Donaldson is, is due for a huge bounce back year. Hey, so do I. I've been buying this guy's stock all year long. The offense should be special again. Bottom line. I think they're going to pitch enough. They're going to hit like crazy. And what if we see something weird? Like we're already getting Volpe at the beginning of the year. What if we see something weird like the Martian in left field this summer? Oh, my God. What if we see that? The Bronx, Chris, could be an absolutely wild place this summer. This team is going to be excellent and i swear man i swear there's just something going on the young guys are up if the martian forces the hand trades happen things happen open the doors we might see him it's gonna be great in new york so the answer to are they definitely the division favorite even if judge doesn't duplicate what he did last year the answer is yes but but only by this much. What? Don't say yes, but. You, you can't say definite and then but say yes, but. It's But it's not. I mean, last year they won it by seven games, which sounds like a lot, but that's one a month, basically. Yeah, but that's what they were. Judge carried them, and they were just, like, not good. I don't think they're going to be that bad the rest of them offensively. Well, but we we also agree that there's no way that. Listen to these numbers he did in the second half last year. He hit 349 with a 502 on base percentage and nearly an 800 slugging percentage. That's insane. Insane. That's insane. So he can't keep up with that. Let's, even if he had a 50 home run season, that's ridiculous. And I'm I'm not so sure he's going to get a chance to hit 50 homers this year. I don't know. Now I would agree with you. Some of the second half numbers, the rest of those eight guys in the lineup, that's just joke. That was a joke, and that's part of the reason why I didn't have a problem with him winning the MVP over Shohei last year was because he meant so much to that team last year. If the rest of the guys had done their job, I think maybe the vote's a little bit different, possibly, but he did so much for that team last year in the in the back half of the season. And I know that they're not going to be as bad collectively, but there's some good teams in this division. So I don't think, like, I would be surprised if they won it by more than four or five games. But I do expect them to win it. I still think they're the favorite. I'm going to talk gushingly about a few other teams in this uh, episode. Okay. But I think they're the favorite. I think if you go and look at the rosters, they're just, they have some real, real ceiling stuff here. Like, we can talk about this offense going some special places. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Blue Jays, they've been a nice little story, but we expect them to finally make that jump. What is holding them back, and will it continue to do so in 2023? You know I'm big on the Blue Jays this year. 
If there is going to be a team to get the Yankees off the top of the division, it's going to be the Blue Jays. Uh, the rotation has to be good, uh, specifically Barrios and Kikuchi. Bassett comes in, him along with uh, Gossman and Manoa. Great top three. Bottom two, we need some help there. Uh, if those two mention, if those two that I mentioned uh, struggle, I mean, that's maybe you look at some deadline deals. Maybe we see that young dude, the lefty, uh, Tiedemann might force his way into the rotation. So I think those two guys are going to be keys to their success this year. Uh, I think the bullpen is going to be fine offensively. They're going to be elite, elite, Chris. Um, they short up their outfield defense, Kiermaier and Varsho out there. I think big things are going to happen in Toronto this year. I'm driving the train, man. Like I'm on the Blue Jays train this year. I think that uh, put them in the postseason. I think good things are going to happen. I think they're, I think they have a really good roster for like a seven game series. I don't think they're going to compete necessarily with the Yankees all the way through the division, 162 and 180. But I think in a, a series, this roster can really show up. See, I think they can. I think they can. But here's what ailed them last year. Obviously, in the playoffs, their bullpen was a mess. Yeah, they need to be better. In that loss against Seattle. And actually, they made a trade for a Mariners reliever who was really good last year. Um they had nothing from the left side, virtually nothing. So that's why they traded for Varsho. That's why they signed Brandon Belt. Kiermaier's a lefty, but he's not known for his stick. He's known for his glove there. So I do think there's going to be improvement in those areas. But now they've got something, in my opinion, that they didn't have in recent years, and that is the pressure to get this thing right, finally. Like, okay, Vlad and Bo Bichette, even though they're still on the younger side, they're not like the cute little up-and-comers anymore. Like, they're the stud all-stars and MVP candidates that now, hey, yeah, it's time to deliver. Or you're just going to kind of be, okay, good, get to the playoffs. Like, now, I think that they need to figure out whether or not this mix of guys is going to work. So, in recent years, it might have been some other things specifically on the field that have prevented them from making that leap. And last year, if you'll remember, I picked them to win the whole thing over the Mets. That didn't happen. So I still haven't, I still have 24 hours to figure out who I'm picking. Okay. Yeah. I'm supposed to send a video too to Kyle. We'll see how that goes. I, I, I don't know. I think, like I said, the back end of that rotation is the biggest question mark on this team. Like they need to find ways for those guys to eat innings, improve um, from what they did last year. But I'm, I'm just, I look at this offense, and again, I'm I'm kind of awestruck. I love it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to carry the team. Okay, they're fun though. They're fun. Uh, I think they've got a little bit of. Um, I don't think that every team loves them. Yeah, I, don't, I think the I think the way that they've got their swag thing, I think they're a blast to watch. For me, I can sit down and watch them. Like I don't even care who's who's throwing on a particular night. I can really watch them and dig in. But I think that kind of their, I think their shtick doesn't rub everybody the right way. They've annoyed me at times for sure. But look, you're saying like we're gonna have to decide if this group of players can get it done. I mean, Bobuchet just turned 25. Vlad Guerrero just right. turned 24. Like these guys are right. Okay, they just need to surround them with a little bit more. Uh, but I think this year they've got it done. I think this is a big year for the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rays coming off yet another playoff appearance, but they didn't add anything major offensively. Uh, was that a misstep, or do you have confidence that Tampa will just find a way yet again? Uh, I don't think they'll find a way. What I think will happen, C. Rose, is they'll pitch 
their way. How about that? Okay. They have a deep starting five, you know, a bullpen from hell. Uh, and that's what their bread and butter will be. And for them offensively, I think it's more just like, let's get the guys that we have on the field. Let's keep them healthy. We need the guys. If you go look at their lineup, one healthy, Yandi, uh, Wander Franco, Rosarena, Bilal, and even Harold Ramirez and Manny Margot. Like these are guys, that's the top six. That's pretty good offensively. We just have to have them healthy. That wasn't the case last year. So I think they're banking on them being there and then them pitching themselves uh, into the postseason again. And how could you doubt them? I mean, they just show it year in and year out. You're not going to hear me complain about what happened with them in the playoffs last year because it was at the hands of my Cleveland Guardians. But if I were a Rays fan, I would sit here and say, how do we have an offense that scored one run against Cleveland in 24 innings and not improve it other than saying, well, we just need guys to stay healthy. It feels like they're letting the pitching staff down a little bit here, to be honest with you. Like, do you know who their highest paid position player is? Highest paid right now. Let me look. Don't look. You're cheating. Is it Manny? It is. It's Manuel Margot. He makes $7 million this year. That's it. That's his, that's their highest paid position player. I know that they nickel and dime their way to the playoffs. I get it. But man, go out and make a statement. Wasn't it just a couple of years ago they were reportedly in on Freddie Freeman? That's what I, we heard that, yes. Right? So what are we doing here? You're wasting bullets in the bullpen and in the starting rotation. It just feels – and I know that that they paid Wander Franco. I, I get that. I don't know how long he's going to make it through that contract before they end up trading him. But at least he's there now. Do you know how many career home runs he's hit? I don't. I feel like that's a trick question, too. It's not that many. 13 in almost 600 ABs. Like, we saw him in that one playoff series against Boston a couple of years ago, and we were like, oh, it is on. Then last year, he couldn't stay healthy. And this year, he's already got the quad injury. You know, there's something tugging at him. We just... I get it. We want him to be the centerpiece and the rest of the guys just kind of fill in and do their job. But to me, at some point you got to pay somebody. Hell, even my Cleveland guardians went out and paid 17 mil to Josh bell on a, you know, on a one-year deal. It's going to be interesting to see if they continue to struggle offensively or they lose some depth to injuries. If they go out and do something in the deadline, because we have heard them attached to some like kind of random names over the last couple of years. And depending on what's available, who knows, they might go make a splash. If they think that they're just, that's all they need is a bat away. How could you not go do that? But again, I don't think it's just like Wander Franco and everybody else. I think they actually have a pretty decent top half of their lineup. They do just need to be on the field. I mean, you can say that about everybody, but it's it's true. Like, if you don't have your studs out there, this is not a team that's just going to go replace everybody and, and trade the farm system away. That's not going to happen. So they have to roll with the guys they have. You know, signing guys in free agency, that's never really been their MO either. So this is the way they operate. And I think they have a good enough court to get it done if they're all in the field. But at some point, wouldn't you have even tried a shot at a Brian Reynolds or something? I know that he might not be the end-all be-all, right? He's not a guy who's done it for four years in his career and has been top-notch. He's had, like, a really good, like, two years-ish. So maybe that's a little risky. Maybe that's not the perfect example. But you understand what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you? It, to me, it's not good enough to say, well, it's just not the way the Rays do business. 
But what if, I mean, they're also, they don't want to block guys. Like, you know, what if Curtis Mead comes up and it is a, a stud for them or something like that? Or they have what, what's the guy's name? Bradley, Taj Bradley. What if he comes up and does something for them? Like, they don't want to block guys by bringing in a bunch of pieces they don't see as, you know, part of their thing. I know Bradley's a pitcher, but you know what I'm saying? They don't want to block guys. Like yeah, I that. get it. I get it. All right, let's move on to a uh, young team. O's shocked the world en route to 83 wins a season ago. Will they continue to ascend or take a step back this season? I'm hoping they ascend. I really am. I think, though, they had a lot of like guys kind of come out of nowhere last year, specifically like in the rotation, in the bullpen, uh, talking about uh, Bradish and Kremer. Uh, Jorge Lopez, who was like really, really good for them at the beginning of the year, they, he's gone. So like they didn't do a lot to replace that. You know, Gibson comes in. I love you, Gibby. You're a guy. Uh, Cole Irvin comes in, stabilizes the rotation. I understand that. But we already talked about this pre-show. Grayson Rodriguez is not going to be with the team. Whether you want to believe the front office or not, that that was performance-based, I'm not so sure. Uh, but if they can you know, not take a step back, I guess, which it's once there's books out on you and haters have seen you and the division they're in, like you could expect maybe a little bit of negative regression here. Uh, but if they do that, like, again, I kind of like this offense. I, I do. Like, I think they're solid offensively. I think they can be kind of special defensively. Um, it's just kind of, can the pitching keep up with them? I was real. I was pissed at the Orioles in the offseason. I was. I was waiting for them to make some sort of monumental move. And, you know, I've got a bunch of friends that are Orioles fans. And I feel for them because I think they're lacking so, so much leadership in the owner's box. It drives me nuts for them, you know, and I don't know how much of that is Michael Elias getting turned away when he walks in the office and says, Hey, listen, I want to spend nine figures on somebody. I want to put a dog in the front of the rotation. I want to go get somebody who can be our shortstop, our, you know, 30 homer left, you know, whomever that is. And he's getting turned. No, we're not doing that. So we don't know the inner workings of that side of it. I do think that there's a step back. Do I think they fall to 73 wins? No, I don't think so. But I think that there could be a four, five win drop off this year, in part because they're not starting the year with their most talented guys. They might be starting it with guys who are better major leaguers right now. And I'm talking about the rotation. This Michael Elias stuff drove me nuts when I read it. Some people, you talked about it with the holding down because of service time, and he came out. and they, I couldn't believe the way that he talked about Grayson Rodriguez. It was shocking to me almost, where he said that um, I wanted a different Grayson Rodriguez to show up in spring training. The facts are there were five guys that were definitely better than him. There, I can tell you this, there's not one in the rotation who has better stuff than he does. Grayson Rodriguez has a chance to be your Garrett Cole, to be your Max Scherzer, to be whomever you want him to be. Then let him be that. I'll never buy the spring training thing because the way these dudes operate, they never think in small sample sizes. They hate small sample sizes. They'll tell oh, you that. Go to arbitration. They'll tell you small sample size this, small sample size that. You're going to take spring training stats into to a decision for the season? 
And it's not like we're talking about like some run of the mill guy. Like you're like what you just said, like he has a chance to be their ace. He's probably going to be their ace in the future. Like it is silly to me, but you know, this is, this is major league baseball. And you know what I hope, you know what I hope, I hope he comes up and finishes top three in the rookie of the year and he gets a whole year of service time. That's what I hope. That'd be great. That'd be good. That would be good. I'm rooting for him. I'm excited to see him. Uh, you know, we we all thought he was going to have a chance those last two months to come up, and he ended up having an injury and didn't make it up. So, hey, Let's just remember, I, I I also thought the words by Elias could have been chosen a little bit better. I do want to read the quote so that I, people do understand it. Uh, here's what Elias said on Grayson Rodriguez: He was not ready to jump into the major league rotation, just getting not past the fourth inning. And we know what he's capable of. I wasn't expecting this. We were hoping he would show up as a better version of himself. I don't know, man. Is he like show up out of shape or something? Like, I'm curious. Like, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I didn't read any of that. I mean, I wasn't down there, but yeah. Listen, Cedric Mullins, Adley Rushman, Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, Gunnar Henderson's projected to have like some really, really good stats this year. Mm -hmm. You know, be careful with that. But like this is a team that can kind of go a little bit. Like that offense is gonna be all right. Now the pitching, I think we both agree that rotation is gonna be a question mark. Uh, but if they do end up bringing up uh, Grayson and he kind of stabilizes it, I don't want to just put this team and say they're gonna regress no matter what. Like I think there's a chance that you know what last year did really galvanize them and they can be in the running. It's, it's just a really tough division. I don't know, man. I'm trying to be positive right here. No, I am, I am too. And, but th- th- I don't think it's the worst thing if they do take a small step back. Like I said, I don't see them losing 10 more games than they did a year ago. And I will say this. They showed me something last year. I was very um, adamant that at the time I hated the Trey Mancini deal mm-hmm. because I said even if they didn't make it as a wild card, I thought it was important to have a guy that's that consistent uh, – emotionally and mentally every day in a clubhouse that's so young and no matter how they finish, but you know what? They hung in there and they yeah. ended up winning 83 games. So that part was good for them. Uh, let's move on to the Red Sox. They added a ton of veterans in the off season. It's the kind of moves you make when you think you're a serious contender. How serious is Boston? You're going to make me do this right now. All right. This is an older group. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and it could gel. It kind of seems like a Boston team that'll come out of nowhere, right? The Trevor Story thing really hurts them. That, to me, that's a, a gut punch that I don't know if they're going to be able to come back from. But Yoshida looked amazing in the WBC. I love the Turner edition. I mean, is that going to be enough to help Devers? I'm not so sure. They addressed the things they needed to address. Uh, they brought in Kenley, Chris Martin, amongst others, in the bullpen. I think kind of like with the Orioles, the starting rotation is my biggest question mark. I mean, some of these guys, Chris, have done some real things in their careers. Like with Cy Young's, like these are fucking dudes, right? But it's an aging group with an injury concern, with injury concerns. And the young guys in the rotation that everyone always talks about, uh, Whitlock's nasty, uh, Brian Bayo's nasty, uh, but they're already on the IL. So I'm not really buying stock in them this year but i also think they kind of like that they kind of like being in this position mm-hmm. so i'm going to give it to them i don't really believe in the red Sox this year there you go yeah i it wouldn't shock me if they finished fifth again 
Yeah. It just wouldn't. Here's the th- here's how I would equate it to something. I was honored when John Boy Media picked me up two years ago. I don't fit the demographic, basically, of what we do and what we're trying to do here. But I appreciate that they that the this place has said, you play a role here. You know, like we we want what you bring to the party and you can be a leader and you can be there for all the young people that we have in this. That's great. But if we had brought in five guys my age, we all would have looked at the company and said, what the hell are we doing here? Well, look at what the Red Sox have done this offseason. Kluber's 36. They're finally going to get Paxton. He's 34. Kenley's 35. JT is 38. Yoshida, who's awesome, looks awesome. Heck, even he turns 30 this year. Duvall's 34. What are we doing? What in the world are we doing? If you had added one or two of those guys to a team that had been close last year, I would have been really excited. But man, to add that much graybeards, and I'm not sitting here motherfucking old guys because I'm already one of them. But you understand what I'm saying? Don't count out the dirty old men of the Red Sox, okay? Like, again, th- these are a lot of accomplished players. You know, are they on the back ends of their career? Sure. I just think like this is the position they want to be in. Now, Red Sox fans, I don't think they want to be in this position. They'd rather be us, they'd rather us talking about them at the beginning of this show where we talk about the winners of the divisions. Um, but dude, it honestly would not surprise me if come like end of June, the Red Sox are in second place threatening, and there's this big freaking series between the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Bronx. And right, like you could see that happening with this crew. Good. I hope it happens. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see it. And I'd love to see all those old farts prove us wrong. I think it'd be fun. I just don't, I don't think it's the right way to build the organization, but I could be wrong. So that'll do it for our six divisional previews. When we come back on Thursday, guess what? We actually have baseball. The best. I got to stop answering hypothetical questions and we can just talk about the games. Yeah. Don't forget to get your Blast Motion question of the week in by Thursday night so we can use it on Friday's show. Ploof won't be answering it, but Jolly Olive will. So make sure you get it in because we want to give away a Blast Motion to whomever uh, has their question picked. And we'll give you a Baseball Today t-shirt as well. Uh, Great job on the divisional previews, dude. I know that's a lot of work for you between talking baseball and this, but that's why you're stud. Oh, you're the best. I love doing this with you five days a week. Baseball season's here. Me and Steve Rosie, red carpet at the All-Star game. Back to Madison at the Doubletree, me and you. <laughs> Long live the Madison Doubletree. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you opening day.